Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. On this episode, we had our very first live mock draft on YouTube on Monday night that we have here for you today. This is a blast. It was not only a live mock draft, but it was also a challenge mock draft. And the challenges were... Connor and I each had to do two trades, one of which had to be a team trading back up into the first round. We also had to find homes in the first round for three different quarterbacks because we know that's realistic. And we also got the chat involved. So we had users come in and make at least two selections. They actually helped us with a lot more than just two. It was a blast having that little back and forth. If you're listening to this on audio and you feel like you're missing a lot, not getting the video portion of it, you can check it out on PFF's YouTube. It'll be up there as well. I am Trevor Sikkim with me as always is my co-host Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. I am Trevor Sigma. That is my partner in podcasting, Connor Rogers. And we are here with you all on a Monday night for a very special episode of the podcast. Connor, this is our first live episode and it happens to be a mock draft episode. It happens to be a challenge mock draft episode. And the entire order just changed. So what a treat we have for the fans, for the listeners tonight. Buddy, how you doing? I know we're, we're, we normally are recording podcasts a little bit earlier in the day, but I hope you slammed an energy drink or something because we got to bring it tonight for the good people. I'm feeling good, man. I had about a pound of shrimp uh, for dinner before the show, <laughs> wow. so I'm feeling I'm feeling spry right now. But seriously, uh, we lucked out because obviously Trevor and I do our mock drafts every Sunday night, basically. And this one week, we're like, you know what? Let's do it live. And of course, we had maybe one of you know, obviously one of the biggest trades. I can't say the biggest because there's been eight million that impact the first round. <laughs> right. But this one completely flips around the first round. It might be the first of another move coming for the Saints. We'll see. But man, this is exciting. And this mock draft is gonna it's gonna move fast, but it's gonna be a lot more creative than our usual mock drafts. It is. So this is a challenge mock draft. And if you guys are out there like, okay, what the heck is what a challenge mock draft? <laughs> it is essentially, you know, Connor and I do so many of these things every single Monday that you know, we might switch who picks odds and evens and different things like that, but we really wanted to put our mock drafting ability to the test and have a little bit of fun with it. So we have three stipulations here for this mock draft. The first one is that there's got to be two trades each from both me and Connor. So four trades total. One of the trades from each of us has to be a team moving back into the first round. So we're trying to make this a realistic, predictive mock draft, and we know that often happens, but we don't always do those in mock draft simulations. So we're trying to make sure that we tr- like try to make sure that one of those teams gets to come up and we get to have those realistic scenarios as well. The other stipulation, three quarterbacks. Whatever we think of this quarterback yeah. class, whatever you guys think of this quarterback class, it's the NFL. Quarterbacks are going to go high. So we're getting at least three quarterbacks in this mock draft to try to make it realistic. And then the other fun stipulation that we had is that the chat is going to make two picks. One pick for me, one pick for Connor. Think of the old who wants to be a millionaire, ask the audience kind of thing. Yeah. That's what we're going to be doing throughout the draft. And Connor, these are fun, man. I, I think that these are going to really not only spice up the mock draft, not only challenge us a little bit, but also I'm glad that we're getting the people involved too. Yeah, man, it's uh, phone the fans is what we're going to call it. Phone the fans. It's good. It's good. You know, like we said, Trevor and I are are past the point of planning mock drafts. So these are, you know, off the cuff, on cue. We're just going. We're just making these picks. There's no rundown made for this. So if either of us freeze at any point, we now have a card in our back pocket to say, (laughs) I don't have to make this pick. Here's a couple options. The chat gets to vote. 
it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a good way to get you guys involved in our mock draft. So uh, here's the rundown. Trevor has the odds. I mm-hmm. have the evens. That was our old school way of doing it. We did take a break from that. And man, we're not uh, we're not spoiling when the trades are coming. Some of them actually aren't even official. They right. can pop right. up at any moment. So let's waste no time, man. I'm excited for also when we get into the Saints newly acquired draft capital to show how that's going to change the top 20 in this draft as well. Dude, no doubt about it. All right, we'll kick this thing off. Before we do, though, got to mention to everybody who's listening, if you don't have a PFF subscription right now, you can get one for 25% off if you use this show's promo code, NFLSE. So when you go and you sign up for a PFF subscription, whether it's an edge, an elite, a college, whatever it is, you'll get 25% off whatever the total price is. When you use promo code NFLSE, you get all the locked article content, you get the draft guide, you get the fully unlocked mock draft simulator, the fantasy football guide, the betting tools, everything. Everything that you could want, just go to pff.com. If you don't have a subscription, use NFLSE, get yourself 25% off. So let's do it. You mentioned it. We we, we don't have this rundown fully filled out. Um, you know, we did a mock draft Monday a couple of weeks ago when I had the Packers moving up from 22 to 14. It was a great idea in theory, but then I had them sending two second round picks, which is like way overpaying. So I don't get to do that tonight. You didn't make any friends with that one. I didn't. I don't get to do that tonight. Shout out the one person who left us an iTunes review and then unsubscribed for the podcast. Appreciate you. <laughs> I did miss that, but that's in- <laughs> that's incredible anger. That's in- that's rage level. Uninstall the video game from PS5 yes. or Xbox rage, and then and don't worry. Three days later, you'll be back. We're, so we're not I, mad at you. So I'm not going to do that here because, like Connor said, if I ever get in a bind. I'm just going to ask you guys. I'm going to ask the chat, and then you guys can get the bad iTunes reviews. All right, so let's kick this thing off. I don't think there's going to be any debate here at number one. I'm controlling the odds, so I'm controlling the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a predictive what we think will happen mock draft. Obviously, we're going to have some fun with the challenges and stipulations. But I think Jacksonville is still going named Hutchinson. I don't think that changes. There's a lot of swirling around who might be picked after Jacksonville at number one. But I think we know who's going to go number one. And I think it's going to be Aiden. So let's lock that in here. Yeah, I'm with you, Trev. I mean, I don't think we need to overthink that one. I know it's been getting a little juicy. There's been some rumors around there that it could be Trayvon Walker. We've obviously come full circle that it could be someone like Icky. We're not completely ruling that out. If you follow, uh, obviously, the odds boards on many sports books, that flips around. But I think it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson. I'm with you. And that puts the Lions in a fascinating spot at number two, right? Mm. Where we've heard a lot of different names. They pretty much all have to do with the defensive line besides the long shot that it could be Malik Willis. I'll be honest. I'm not going there here. I think this is a team that at the number two overall pick, they want a premium player that is a foundational building block for this roster. And man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Who are you going with? My gut tells me this will be Trayvon Walker, but I'm still not there. It just doesn't make sense to me as a number two overall pick. I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau, which probably starts this draft on a little bit of a crazy note. If Aiden Hutchinson's gone, you take Kayvon Thibodeau, man. You don't take a player with a number two overall pick that is not rushing the passer at even a first round level right now. And Once again, my gut tells me that it will be Trayvon Walker, but I just can't get there right now. Passing Thibodeau in this spot seems like a giant mistake. Kayvon Thibodeau, number two overall. Man, starting it off. Like, that wasn't even... A little spice. I thought the challenge parts of this mock draft was was, was going to spice it up enough. You're out here hitting me with the sickest curve (laughs) right off the bat. I'm out here like, yeah, we're going with Aiden Hutchinson. You're like... 
Kayvon Te- so all right now yeah. look look I like it I like look I you know I'm totally with you evaluation standpoint both of us have Kayvon Thibodeau as our number one edge rusher in the class we both think he's supremely talented and for as much as okay he's not going number one overall anymore at least it doesn't sure. seem like it I don't think so it's not gonna be at least I don't think I don't think it's gonna be this like top 12 outside the top 10 thing it's that ridiculous. some people are that's crazy ridiculous. to me so I think he still finds a home somewhere within I'll give myself a, a safety net and I'll say the top seven so that's you know right on theoretically with the Giants being able to pick twice so I think he's gonna find a home within the top seven you pick him number two overall though okay all right so I, and Trev one thing on Kayvon before we keep moving the, the evaluators I, I talk to and, and we go back and forth on players they never ever bring up that they don't like Kayvon Thibodeau's character. They don't like the person. They don't. They have a problem of him, work ethic, and all those things. They just nitpick the player. Okay, so and I think that's fair. If you want to nitpick a player, I'll never say, "Well, you're wrong. You're an idiot." Uh, so the the character things with Kayvon Thibodeau have gotten out of control, and, and quite frankly, in my eyes, don't exist. He's just the fact that he's not a Chase Young kind of prospect like a lot of people wanted him to be. All right, so we're at number three overall. I see the ch- I see the the chat. They are they are they are telling me to make a specific pick, and that is to put a little bit of heat on you and take Iki Aquanu <laughs> off the board because you took you, do. you took Kayvon Thibodeau off the board at number two. Oh, I made this a lot more difficult for myself, dude. You made it way more difficult yeah. for yourself. That's life in picking I the draft. Think. It, it, it really is. So, so guys, in all seriousness, with it being a predictive mock draft, I think it's going to be tough for the Texans. Like, if if it goes like this, Aiden goes one, Kayvon Thibodeau goes two, for them to pick between Trayvon Walker and Iki Aquanu, I, I think that they're going to be in a bind. I think that they're going to sit there for maybe the entire clock that they have available for them to make this pick and just kind of go back and forth in the room. Of course, this is a scenario that I'm sure that they've talked about multiple times, but when, uh, when it's live bullets, if you will, when you're really sweating for this pick, I think it's a little bit different. I'm going to go with the Kiyakuanu. I'm going to go with the offensive tackle there. They restructured Laramie Tunsil, and we thought, okay, if they lose Laramie Tunsil before this, they were talking about trading him, then the offensive tackle definitely makes sense. Guys, offensive tackle still definitely makes sense for them to really get two bookend tackles, Laramie Tunsil, Iki Kwanu, one side and the other. I mean, that is a fantastic offensive tackle duo, no matter who's playing quarterback. Obviously, they're going to see what they've got in Davis Mills, but – I'm going to go offensive tackle. I'll go Iki Iquanu here uh, at number three. It's what I've zeroed in on them as well. I think it'll be Iquanu. I think he just fits the kind of player they like. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people will tell you, including myself, he's at least a top two player in this draft. And for the Texans to get that at three, they need everything. You see it in the PFF mock simulator. It's, you know, it's like a kind of insulting, but also kind of serious. They need every position. All right. So number four, <laughs> the New York Jets are on the clock. <laughs> This is basically what Jets fans pull as their worst nightmare on Twitter all the time. They'll say, what if Hutch, KT, and Icky are off the board? One, two, three. What do we do? I actually don't panic here in the same sense that I think a lot of people might. It's Jermaine Johnson here at number four. And some people might not be there yet with him as a player, as a top five pick. I personally am. I think he's a polished pass rusher. I think he's an excellent run defender. I think his character is phenomenal. He's somebody that will really set a different attitude up front for you on defense. The testing was tremendous. He's going to fit what Robert Sala wants to do on defense, and that is get upfield, uh, pressure the quarterback, rush from that, you know, off the tackles, outside shoulder. So, you know, there's probably Jets fans that are disappointed. Thibodeau is gone. Equanu's gone. They should not be disappointed with the kind of player they're getting in Jermaine Johnson for that front four. 
Dude, this mock draft is fun already. This is, we have done mock drafts for how many weeks in a row now? Eight, this nine weeks different. in a row. And this We've one's never had definitely- KT too. That's This one is definitely different. And, and that's even before we're getting to the challenge portion of it. And I'm going to activate the challenge portion of okay. it here at number five. So we've got the New York Giants at number five. You teased at the top of the show. We got a new draft order, and that's why. It's because, it, and, it's, and the reason is because New Orleans Saints traded with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the full stipulation is trade. The Saints from the Eagles, in case anybody missed the details of it, they are getting both picks 16 and 19 of this year's draft plus a, a – uh, 194. I don't know what number that is. I can't remember what number that is. But in return, the Eagles then got pick 18, so the Saints' first-round pick this year, a uh, third-round pick this year, a first-round pick next year, and a second-round pick next year. So essentially what Philly was doing is they were taking a heavily front-loaded first round in this year's draft with three first-round picks, and they're splitting it like yes. thinking blackjack right when you get yep. when you get equal numbers you're splitting it a little bit you're doubling your chances to hit and they're getting two first round picks this year two first round picks next year as well as an extra second round pick next year so Smart. it's i think it's a great trade Brilliant. i don't know i don't know who you think won the trade off the bat but i personally think the eagles won this right off the bat because okay they want to be investing in Jalen Hurts for this next year, but they're giving themselves a ton of security and flexibility to where if Jalen Hurts isn't really great, they've got ammunition to move wherever they want next year when the first round comes around if they want to go get a franchise quarterback. So I don't really know if anybody lost the trade is my overall takeaway. I think the Eagles made out the best, but I still like what the Saints did because I think the Saints are in position now where they can be flexible in this draft and That's really, sure. Sure. really target in on a special kind of talent while not giving up all of their future. Obviously, there I, I do believe that there is belief uh, internally that they are still in win-now mode, that they really like their defense. They think the offense is going to be fine. Obviously, they need to replace a key player in Teron Armstead, but the Eagles make out the best because, like you said, Trev, you're, you're now splitting your assets. You weren't going to walk out with you know, three first-round picks this year. You give yourself insurance if you really like a quarterback next year if Hurts doesn't have a good year. Mm -hmm. uh, so a really savvy move by Philadelphia. Yeah, so the chat's correcting me, and they are correct on this. It's not a second-round pick for next year. It is a second-round pick 2024, right. So, I mean, still, the ammunition is there if they want to get flexible in the first round with moving around to get a quarterback. Now, it depends what the Saints end up doing with these first two picks. Now, I think they made this trade for a reason. I think they made it because they want to get aggressive. And the reason why I think that, and the reason why I am making this move right now for them trading both 16 and 19 with the New York Giants at number five, for the Saints to move up to number five, is to select a quarterback or even an offensive tackle. And the reason why I'm getting so aggressive in this mock draft here is because we heard this might be the case a week ago. We had somebody tell us that this might be the case a week ago, that the Saints were already looking to move into the top 10. I think this is the way they do it. This is how they get the ammunition. If you look at the NFL draft value chart, number five overall is worth about 1,700 points. If you trade 16 and 19, that's about 1,850. So it's a little bit of an overpay. Plus tax, baby. That's right. I mean, that this is it's never going to be even. And the team that's really aggressive is the team that's going to be overpaying anyway. So the value is still within the realm of what you think would be acceptable. I'm going to have New Orleans moving up. And in this mock draft, I'm going to have them moving up for Malik Willis, going to get a quarterback. Although I will tell you guys, 
offensive tackle could very well be on the board for them here. Whether Icky Iquanu's off the board or whether they're going with Evan Neal, whether it's Charles Cross or shoot, maybe Icky is still there. Who knows? I think New Orleans is also eyeing an offensive tackle, but either way, I think they're going to get aggressive. I'm going to hit a trade. I'm going to have Malik Willis going number five overall to the New Orleans Saints. It's fun, man, and I think you're all over it. I, you know, obviously, like you said, we've heard the Saints. There's been a lot of rumblings of their movement for a while. This might be uh, step one of a bigger plan, you know, to go up in this draft. Now, I've always heard that um, they really do believe in Jameis Winston, and, you know, obviously they need to replace a true franchise player in Teron Armstead, one of the best tackles in the entire NFL. So I'd be fascinated, one, if they'd make this move for a non-quarterback and Evan Neal, whoever it may be, and two, if the Giants would be willing to do business to allow them into that pick and take an offensive lineman when we know how badly the Giants themselves need another offensive lineman. But you go Malik Willis there. Uh, and I, the I, I want to say franchise. this too, because somebody in the chat is saying this, why not move to seven? Like you don't have to pay as high of a price. Maybe you don't have to give up 19 as well. well and you just get to seven there. Right. The reason why is because if New Orleans is moving up for a quarterback, they have to get in front of six. That is a divisional team that is targeting a quarterback in Carolina, picking at number six. So that's why they got to get up to five. So that's my reason. So that brings us to six when I'm on the clock for the Panthers. And I know in uh, obviously the guest mock draft series, you know, when we had on, um, it was Jonathan Alexander, right? Mm -hmm. Who, yes. Yeah, we had, yeah. So we had on, uh, our guest took Evan Neal and, and thinks that they could lean tackle. And I'm not saying that's not, you know, on the table here, but I am, sold that Carolina is taking a quarterback with the selection. And Malik Willis is off the board. Nice little snipe job by Trevor. And this is the this is how the draft goes. So this is a good preview of what can happen to you. And yeah, yeah, right, the Anisimov. Um, but really, though, this is what can happen to you, you know, if everybody knows what you're doing. It's That's how it goes. So for the Panthers here, they're going to take Kenny Pickett. And now the fascinating part to me here is wow. I said I believe they're taking a quarterback. I'm not convinced that we know it's for sure Malik Willis. I think there is a lot of conversations going on over there between Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis to be drafted in this spot. So this becomes a little bit easier of a decision for me because Malik Willis is gone. They get Kenny Pickett to come in. And I'll say this for, you know, me not having a quarterback in my top 25 players in this draft, um, you know, for the questions of this quarterback class. Kenny Pickett in Carolina, you could do worse, man. Throwing a DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, you know, you know, hopefully Terrence Marshall's healthy. I, I look at the Panthers in this spot and go, that's not the worst place to walk into right now in terms of weapons. So we have two quarterbacks going in the top six to get this thing going, which uh, I, I don't think is as crazy as everybody else would expect. This could very well happen on draft night. Yeah, no, I, I look, crazy things are going to happen in the draft, right? And I mean, the, when we do mock drafts from February, they're always going to look way different from the mock drafts that we do in March. And now that free agency is kind of settled, we have a shakeup in the order. We're figuring out really what teams are like. I know it's smokescreen season, guys, but there's also some diamonds and some gems and some truth within all that smoke and all that fire. And so we're trying to sift out exactly what's real here. And I think we're, we're getting to that point. We're getting to that point and we're into the month of April now. So we're kind of figuring out that journey. And so even though this mock draft looks kind of crazy here, six picks in, man, is it? I, right like that's the thing like i think that this all of these things to me. could happen i think all these things could happen so we've got the new york giants now back up on the clock at number seven so this is their first selection traded back down they're also going to be picking at 16 and 19 so that'll make for a fun new mock draft 
Oh, this Evan, is easy for you, brother. Evan Neal's still on the board. This is easy for you. Evan Neal's still on the board. And look, Jermaine Johnson is gone. Kayvon Thibodeau's gone. Ooh, but Trayvon Walker is still there. You shouldn't even be sweating this. Shouldn't yeah. even be sweating it. He's just, he's just yucking it up for the camera right now, folks. Okay, Making it's it Evan interesting. Neal. Okay, it's Evan. Okay, it's Evan. <laughs> yeah, we okay. got there. It, okay, it's Evan Neal. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's Evan but Neal. you made my life easy now for the Falcons today because it is Trayvon Walker. Right, I mean, 100%. 100%. Right? There's no yes. There's just no way that, you know, they're a team that needs defensive line help. Um, This is actually where I become a little bit more okay with Trayvon Walker, right? As a back-end, you know, top 10 kind of selection. For me, he's about the 21st-ranked player in this class. This is still a little rich, but I get the process here. You're shooting for the stars with a traits-based player with the 8th overall pick at a position of need for your franchise. And the Falcons, admittedly, are not trying to win a Super Bowl this year or the next year. They are trying to go play the long game here. You can take a Trayvon Walker when that's your strategy. So now the draft is starting to fall back into a little bit of normalcy here with Evan yeah. Neal to the Giants, Trayvon Walker to the Falcons, and that puts you on the clock for the Seattle Seahawks at night. Yes, the ever-confusing Seattle oh, Seahawks. The team that, that constantly keeps us on our toes, if you will, the Seattle Seahawks. So if you guys have been listening to the Guest Mock Draft series, uh, or if you haven't been listening to the Guest Mock Draft series, one, you should. Two, we had Mina Kimes on uh, at number nine to pick for the Seattle Seahawks, and you know, she highlighted a lot of the needs that the Seahawks have and you know, debating like, what happened between Russell Wilson and the team and what might happen with DK Metcalf and what the identity is going to be moving forward. You know, she ended up picking Derek Stingley Jr., who I love. I have my, as my CB1 in this class. I don't know if they'd pick him over Sauce. Oh, man. And Sauce is still on the board. I think that, I think Ahmad Garner is a lock to go in the top 10 somewhere. They need a QB, but I don't think they're. I mean, with with I mean, Willis, come on. with with Willis and Pickett off the board, we're not. I'm I'm not doing that. I'm not going. We didn't. We Bailey said Sappy number nine. We said, <laughs> we said three QBs in the in the first round. That was our challenge. And uh, wouldn't that be funny if we got three QBs into the into the top ten? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. They need an offensive line. They need tackle. But you know, something that you and I have heard recently is maybe the league's not as high on. Charles Cross as we are. I think he's a damn good player. And could he go number nine overall? Would he be worthy of that? I would agree. But is the league going to be as high on him? Edge rusher, you know, there's just not a good edge that I think fell poorly for them. Real poorly. Right, right, right. With, especially with Walker off the board. I'm going to go Sauce Garner. I'm going to go Ahmad Garner. Okay. You know, I, I understand that the Seattle type of corner, what it used to be, playing a lot more zone, some cover three stuff. I, I get it. Sauce Garner is not exactly that. He's much more of a man coverage prototype player. But the dude's just damn good. And so I think that you really, you, you shift the secondary around what your strengths can be. And, and I think that they just, they're so desperate at corner. Sauce feels like a lot of people CB1 in, in the league. And so I, I'm going to say that he stays CB1 and he goes nine to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Sauce is an interesting player because when you look at the homes for him, that makes so much sense. You know, obviously starting with the Jets at four, it, there's a lot of belief that the Jets won't use that kind of an asset on a corner. The Giants make a lot of sense, but we have talked about this for a long time, and obviously you you made it happen tonight. The Giants very well could trade one of those picks. You know, they're a rebuilding team. They're a team, a franchise that has hired a regime that believes in lotto tickets. The more draft picks, you know, you can have. They, it's a draft that you're not starving to pick at five and seven, right? You're okay with getting out of there because you feel like you can get enough talent later on. 
they need the offensive tackle, and then everything else falls into place after that. So, you know, Sauce, the the home for him seems like the Giants in the top 10, but if they don't pick twice, right. that's obviously going right. to be a it little... Gets, that's, it gets tricky. It gets it a little It gets tricky. really, really tricky. So good to see him go off the board there at 9 to Seattle. Uh, I would not have had the Jets take him at 10, and I love Sauce, the player. I just think they have made it so obvious. Oh, man, I thought I, thought I was going to get to do my snipe demote again, but you No, even, no, no, you sniper. Taken, so no, the Jets get their pick of wide receivers here, which is what... They if do? They can't, if they can't land... Uh, you know, their dream scenario of one of these guys that's due for an extension right now before the draft, you know, DK Metcalf obviously being the one, the buzzy one right now. I think this would be a wide receiver at 10, and I'll go with Drake London in this spot. I think they evaluate that offense and look at it and, and go, we need a playmaker for Zach Wilson that makes life a little easier for him. We, we like what we have in Elijah Moore. We believe Corey Davis will come back strong. We're going to be, a you know, obviously a pretty 12 personnel heavy team paying two tight ends. Uh, but they need a jump ball threat, somebody that can just bully and dominate cornerbacks, especially in the red zone. And that's what Drake London is. And I've heard some, you know, I know he had to push the pro day. It's going to be April 15th, this workout now. If he does everything, we'll see. Uh, he had a little bit of a hamstring issue, it sounded like, while rehabbing from that serious ankle injury. Uh, but I, I've heard a lot of good things in terms of what he'll run. And I'm not saying 4-4 four, four, or 4-5, four, but if for people that think he's going to be in the 4-6s, I've heard he'll be sub-4-6, even if it's 4-5-7. That's a great number at that time. So Drake London at 10 here, our first wide receiver off the board in this draft. And I think 8 or 10 is where you'll see the first wide receiver come off the board in this draft. All right, so recapping the top 10 picks just here for everybody who might have joined the live stream uh, late. And we'll give you a little recap How here. How dare you? Yeah, right. One, don't let it happen again. You will be in detention. Uh, we had Aiden Hutchinson going number one overall. No shock there, but then... A little bit of a shot came on Thibodeau going, it's not so wrong me saying that. That's so stupid. I take that back. You know what? Well, take that is, part. Though. Take, yes, take it that. Is. That's stupid. That's stupid that I have to say that. It's stupid. Smack your head. It's dumb. It's dumb. Shame on me. Shame on me. Shame on you guys for being late. Shame on me for saying Kayvon Thibodeau at number two. Feels like a stretch, but that's what happened here in this mock draft. Houston Texans at number three took Iki Iquano. Uh, Jets at four took Jermaine Johnson. I had the New Orleans Saints trading all the way up to number five with the New York Giants. Uh, so the Saints took Malik Willis, the quarterback there. Carolina Panthers right after that took quarterback Kenny Pickett. Giants at seven, picking for the first time, took Evan Neal. Atlanta Falcons, Trayvon Walker, Seattle Seahawks, Ahmad Garner, and the New York Jets, Drake London. Before we get to the rest of the mock draft, we're going to get down to that, as well as give you guys some non-first-round picks. We're getting to the teams that don't have first-round picks as well. Got to talk to you about our new presenting sponsor on this podcast, Jock Market. This is, this is such a cool concept. I know you guys are going to love it. Their motto, stop betting, start trading. You buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money while games are happening. It's such a cool concept between daily fantasy and I guess the structure of fantasy, what you would think about with fantasy sports. All the shares have guaranteed cash payouts at the end of the night. You bid for shares in the IPO auction before a game starts. And then you can trade shares live while the games are going on. So let's say, you know, whether you're betting on hockey or basketball or football, or whatever. Okay, I want to buy this player's shares at $5 a share. I want to buy five shares at $5 a share, right? So $25. Let's say you get outbid. Somebody's like, ah, no, I'll do six. So he, they, they actually get the shares because you don't. They outbid you. You can then go to them and then kind of barter with them and be like, okay, actually, I'll give you $6.50 for these if you want to trade. And they go, all right, fine, deal. And then you get to, see, you get to do that while they're playing the game. Maybe they end up being the highest scoring player in the league that night. Then you get the payout. It's such a cool thing. With the, with the promo code PFF, when you sign up, you're going to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Also, you get a free PFF Edge subscription uh, at jockmarket.com backslash PFF. Get in the market now ahead of the Masters and baseball as well. 
told you it's all sports. They're giving away thousands of extra cash and prizes over the first couple of weeks of April. So make sure you get in on that. That is Jock Market. That's jockmkt.com backslash PFF. I am up now with the Washington Commanders. I'm really curious what you do here, by the way. I'm... I have two players in mind, but I'm not going to say either of them because I'm very curious to see what you do. Should I should I pull the audience on this one? I you know what? I don't hate it. I would if I were you. That's how torn I am between the two, maybe three players, but two of them play the same position. Who are the three players? Who are the three players? The Kyle Hamilton. Okay. Um, Garrett Wilson. Okay. Yeah. And Traylon Burks. Oh man, Burks. I think it's a little early for Traylon. Because, t- you know, obviously the testing disappointed some people. Jameson and- was healthy. No brainer. No brainer. But I think they care about getting a guy in there now that can play. And you then think? Hamilton's talent. They, they could use him. But I... <sighs> oh, man. You know, when you look I at think, how Terry I think I'm is, leaning. I think I'm Wilson. leaning. I'm leaning Wilson. But I don't hate Hamilton. Those are the two, those are oh, the two yeah. that I'm thinking about. Those are the two that I'm thinking about. Because I don't... Traylon Burks, I like, but Antonio Gibson is already a player who I feel like you can use as a wide receiver out of the backfield, right? And for as much as it's fun, like the Madden kid in all of us loves like the, ooh, just positionless players everywhere. How many of those touches do you get? You really maximize that. Right, 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 right. And Logan right, Thomas well, is coming okay, back, so they got okay. All right, all right. Let's 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 put a poll in the chat. Let's put a poll in the chat. Oh, real quick all right, fun. We, we can talk about fun. something else. Garrett Wilson, Kyle Hamilton. There we go. The chat is up there. This is my phone a fan. Is that what you is that what you, oh, you yeah. call it? Phone, phone a fan. Phone a fan instead of phone a friend. So vote. It's in the chat right now. Garrett Wilson or Kyle Hamilton. Those are the two people that we are uh, deciding between here for Washington. You know, interior offensive line is also a need for them, but. I don't think the Tyler Linderbaum is going to go this high. I think the no. league really likes Zion Johnson, but I'm not so sure that he also goes this high. The only other player that I was really thinking about as a realistic opportunity here is Devin Lloyd, because I think Devin Lloyd is good enough to go this high. However, they just picked Jamin Davis in the first round last year. Are they really about to pull an Arizona Cardinals and be a bad team that drafts linebacker in back-to-back no, seasons. I do don't. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. So we're going. All right. I guess I get to vote in this poll too, right? I get to vote in this poll. I guess you, you get to vote in this poll. I'm. Too. A, I just opened it right now. That's why I've just been staring downward this whole time. And I and I don't know. I don't. And, and, you know, it's like trying to. I am listening to you, and I'm staring at the poll, and I'm staring at the comments. There are a lot of Kyle Hamilton fans. Um, yeah. For them. Oh man. I'm going to give this 30 more seconds. I'm going right, to give I this vote. 30. I voted. Oh, wow. Those you results vote. aren't even close. Did you think that, do you, do you think that it was going to be way more than that? I thought it was going to be pretty even. I voted Kyle Hamilton and he's blowing it out of the water. What's he at? What is he? 62%. 62%. Oh, man. All right. We got about 15 seconds uh, left. If anybody wants to stuff the ballots, if anybody wants to call Garrett Wilson's extended family and get him to just hammer the ballots here, man, Kyle Hamilton is only going up the longer we're waiting here. So, um, I guess we got a minute to go on this, but this is what it's going to be. It's going to be Kyle Hamilton. I don't think Garrett Wilson's going to pass him. We're going to hit over 200 votes. And think of the athletes on that defense, man. Dude, wild, wild, wild. Like just, and I know Jamin Davis didn't have a good rookie season, but just think of the athleticism on that defense. People, people in the in the comments are saying that they've already got Terry McLaurin, and I think that people think 
that Terry McLaurin and Garrett Wilson are similar skill sets, but still, I mean, they just, they have to get better at receiver. You know what right? I always say though about that? Cause I've run into that problem too. And I, I totally get what everyone's saying. I run into it when, you know, picking a wide receiver for any team, you know, how awesome it is to have, to have two Terry McLaurins <laughs> like on an offense, two guys that can just separate They're slippery. They're great at tracking body control. Um, but I get it. I get what they mean. They, they, they would have liked Drake London, but he went at 10. There was a surge at the end Whoa. For, for Garrett Wilson stands. But ultimately, okay, the sure. chat chose 59% to 41%. That made a pretty, pretty good amount of ground from when I voted. I know. I know. We were all the way up to, I think, like 64% for Kyle Hamilton. So late push by Wilson, but we're going with Kyle Hamilton here uh, as my phone of fan at number 11 for the Washington Commanders. Oh man, that was that fun. Put, that was good. That was that fun. Was, I can't. I can't wait for you to have yours. That was good. That was really fun. I'm looking right now because I'm on the clock for Minnesota. I'm loving this live mock draft, man. We're gonna have to do this more. This is I am too. I like the really like the phone a fan option. That was the poll was a cool idea. All right, so we got the Vikings, and man, this is tricky, right? Like you're, you know what? I wanted to do a trade after this pick, but logic with logic, I just, I can't sell it. My thought was to present to you at 13 new England at 21 to come up to 13. Obviously there's a relationship there with Houston swap 21 for 13 and trade their second rounder. I think the trade value is pretty money with that as well. That would have been pick 54 to come up for Derek Stingley. New England's defense needs a man to man corner in the worst way, but I, Trevor, I can't pass him here for the Vikings. It's just, there's a lot of Who, risk. Stingley? Yeah. 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 There's a lot of risk with Stingley. Uh, he's not a top 15 player for me because of that risk. I, I'm, oh, man. He's so I don't good, bet on though. risk with corners. I stopped, I stopped doing that. It just burned me so many times and maybe I'll be dead wrong. But for the Vikings, this is a, a risk that I think they would consider taking because the talent is tremendous and it's such a premium need for them. So Derek Stingley, 12th overall to the Vikings. I love I love the chat. I love reading you guys' live reactions to these picks because back-to-back -back in classic social media fashion, we have Cam and then Brendan. Cam said, Stingley, the fuck? And then Brendan said, Stingley, the Vikes, 100%. So like, <laughs> there you go. That's just, mock drafting. That is that's, mock um, drafting. That's it right there. So, uh, all right. And I agree with both of them. I agree. Like, Derek Singley <laughs> has no, no well, business. You can't agree with both of them. He has no business going 12th overall, but I think he would. Already said Zimmer will not pass on Stingley. Well, well I got news for you, brother. Zimmer's <laughs> on his Madden dynasty, maybe. He, Zimmer, he doesn't uh, have to. Zimmer ain't making the pick anymore. Okay. <laughs> Houston at 13. All right. So Houston had. Oh, this is. Iquanu at three. This should be trade central, this pick. You think? Because I, right, so I, we made, John I made, on I made a trade already. What do you you want to make a trade? I might propose a trade to you. We had John oh. McClain on, and he was very anti the chance of them taking a wide receiver in this spot. And I'll say this, actually, I'm not even I'm gonna change my mind on the fly. Trevor, somebody should come up and get Charles Cross in this spot. And the Texans already took Iquanu, so it's not them. The question is who's who's looking to do business to get Cross? The Chargers? Chargers is 17. I think the Chargers. Let's oh, yeah. let's dive into a little draft value here. Okay. All right. You get I'm on like, the live these, mock. You these, get the brain 
moving are, not as fast as it should but these are these are these are two odd numbered picks and so i ultimately have control but i'm listening i'm listening to the proposal yes, I'm, gonna lean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lean back i'm gonna lean I'm back i'm kind of backseat driving your selection which is rude of me but i i just here we go all right so 17 a swap of 17 for 13 okay mm-hmm. i i receive you receive <laughs> great meme uh <laughs> 79 79 i'll throw in there that's their third round pick it's right in the heart of the third round it's actually kind of early in the third round it's not a bad third rounder so that bumps up your value chart where you're pretty damn close honestly but i'll throw in a sweetener for you i'll throw in pick 160 their fifth rounder so the chargers are trading their third and their fifth to get up to 13 and take charles cross uh, do the Chargers have a second round pick next they year? Don't. Cause I'll, Oh, let's see next year, next year. Okay. I would, I would do that. Cause I Hold would, on. I would do that. I would, I would swap first round picks this year and a second round pick next year because the Texans already have two third round picks. So they right. don't need, they don't this class need would be a, too big for them. They need future correct, picks. You're correct. right. Good, good thinking. Good thinking so if, right there. If they have a second round pick I next gotcha. year, then. All right. So they do, <laughs> they have they have all of their picks next year besides their sixth rounder because the Khalil Mack trade. Yes. Do you see the poll? No. No. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, opening, I'm opening it right now. The poll is literally Stingley to the Vikes or Stingley TF. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. We're having way too much fun with this. Okay, I, let's I, I would vote for both if I could, just to remind you. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You would cop out and vote for both. Yes. It's like the Alave Jahan Dotson five A five B that I opened our podcast relationship. With. So. So. Okay. So we'll do this trade, and I will give nice. you the ability to pick for the Los Angeles Chargers. They're swapping first round picks, thirteen to seventeen, but Houston also gets an additional second round pick next year yeah, for the it's move. Money off for them. So who you? T- so who? Who you take? Charles Cross. Okay. All right. All right. If you're a Chargers fan. And I would love that poll to be up there. Uh, for the four of you watching, Chargers fans, I would love for you to vote how jacked up you are right now. I really, uh, I think that would be such a slam dunk for them. Getting cross at right tackle, man. And that cost, who cares? You're you're in it to win it right now. 100%. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I like that. I like that, man. Okay, so uh, then you're, you're back on the clock because you got Baltimore at 14. So then you so then you're okay. Uh yeah, all right. So Baltimore here. Oof, man. Let's catch up on the old simulator. Uh this one actually is not that hard for me in this spot. It's gonna be Jordan Davis. Now Yeah. You know, there's some good players on the board. I've argued that they still need another wide receiver, but I look at that defense and what they've lost. And we're gonna go Jordan Davis here, not overthink it. Get a a kind of a rare dude in the middle of it that can, you know, do a lot of things for your run defense and, and get blockers off of those edge defenders as well. Eagles at 15. So the Eagles now have 15 and 18. So they don't have they don't have 15, 16, and 19 anymore. They just have 15 and 18. When I say just have, I mean it's yeah. like, you got two first life. round picks. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bears out here fighting for their life. Rams out here couldn't even sniff the first Dolphins round. and Rams not in the top right 100 picks. <laughs> um Eagles. Hold on. Incredible, yes. incredible. And I, the some of the comment section, in, so you missed it. I said that for the four Chargers fans in the watching the show uh, to vote how jacked up they were. And a comment from Adam Ashbrook says, ouch, there's at least seven of us. 
<laughs> so good. That's I, how you take a joke. That it, like, there, there, yeah, this is this is okay. So the this board is falling kind of incredibly for Philadelphia, right? They've oh. got George Karloff is still on the board. Yep. Well, they also, yeah. well, okay. Yeah. But I like Karloff. Do you not like Karloff at all? He's okay. I wouldn't walk out of the draft and be like, man, we just got a dude up front. I'd be like, cool, we got a starter. Oh, man, we got a starter. Like, I like George. But they also have Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, oh, Devontae yeah. Wyatt, Nicobe Dean, Devin Lloyd. Like, there are all these dudes. If I was smart about this, which I am. I was going to say, are you not? I, I, you know what? I'm going to take the challenge even further. I want to pull the chat. I want to pull the chat. Let's go. Let's go Garrett Wilson. Let's go Jamison Williams. And then do you want to go Devin Lloyd and George Karloftis? Do we think those are probably the best bets? Do you have JMO in there? Yes. Yeah, you yeah. got to have JMO in there. Yes. Yep. Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, George Karloftis, Devin Lloyd. Yep. And I want, I want the people to tell me who they want. I might not listen to you because I don't have to anymore because I already got that out of the way. But I do want to know what the chat thinks. So let's pull up the chat there. Let's see if we can uh, get the four-person poll. <laughs> I'm already just reading the comments. They're, and they're going, so funny. They're, they're so going, funny. I, you guys are on one tonight. This is this is a lot of fun. I feel. Oh, I, I had first kind of, vote. Just want to make that clear. Oh wow! First, I yeah. do sort of feel bad for the people that are listening to this the day after on audio-only format. Um, <laughs> Terrible experience. Sorry. But, Stick but, but that just means you gotta you gotta watch the the next YouTube one or, or watch it that way because this is. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for us. So I think those are a lot of McDuffie love in the comments. Ooh. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't think the Eagles. But would I respect want another small corner. Is the thing I love McDuffie. I think McDuffie's a phenomenal prospect. He's just you know the arm length is short, the overall height is short. He wasn't the fastest guy out there. Which if you're going to yep. be small, you got to be fast. And so he didn't like blow you away with the speed. But the tape is fantastic. He's one of the smartest dudes in the draft. I mean, like I'd bet on this dude to be a multi-year pro in the NFL for a long, long, long time. But I, I'm, I'm just surprised that the Eagles would want another small corner because that's been their MO the whole time, and they still have a corner need. So All right, I don't I'm think gonna... you have to take him here. I think you can you roll the dice and hope that he's there at 18 if you love him that much, and I think he will be. <sighs> we got one minute to go. We got over 200 votes already, and the wide receivers. Okay, the wide receivers are absolutely pulling away with this. So if you have not voted yet in the chat, vote between the two wide receivers. Vote between Jamison Williams or Garrett Wilson because those are the only two that are going to win. Karloftis and Devin Lloyd aren't going to win this one. Man, that there's a lot of love for McDuffie. I'm really, I'm really pleasantly surprised by this. But yeah, I mean Jamison. Oh man, that's a great investment for them if they can get Jamison. It rounds uh, out that offense so much. 99 Gang Green reminds us that the Eagles haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since the Titanic hit the iceberg. That is a great historical That is a fact. You actually, a fact. You actually, oh man, this is getting close. This is getting close. Who'd you vote for? I voted for Jamison Williams, who's losing right now by a I hair. I also voted for Jamison Williams. Garrett Wilson, the Garrett Wilson family members stuck around after they, they lost. Yeah, they were, they, they were revenge. pissed. They, they were, were absolutely so pissed. pissed I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Okay, so we got to keep things moving here. I know we got two minutes to go on the poll, but I think I'm going to give it to Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's pulling ahead here, 40%, 37%. He's leading by three. If we have a miraculous Jamison Williams comeback, then uh, then that's on me. But I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. We'll go Garrett okay. Wilson here at, uh, what is this, 15? Yeah, 15, yeah, 15 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. And now I believe the Giants are on the clock, correct? They are on the clock, yes. You are up with the Giants. 
Wow. That is, uh, I didn't think I'd get to pick for them, but thanks to the trade. All right, so Garrett Wilson goes 15th. The Giants are on the clock for the Saints. Um, wow, so the Giants are going to walk out of here with three first-rounders. That is an incredible new beginning for Joe, Joe Shane's regime. And the board is kind of pretty for them right now. I'm going to be honest with you. This is pretty awesome for the New York Giants here. And I'm torn. But I'm not going to overthink it, Trevor. Okay. I'm going to take Tyler Linderbaum here. And I know they signed Feliciano to be a center for a year. I know they got Glowinski. I know they have Andrew Thomas and now Evan Neal. But Feliciano can play guard. And I would feel really good about this Giants offensive line. You add Evan Neal and Linderbaum to it, and you still have a first-round pick, man. Giant, Giants fans are going to – I think they're going to like this. Now, okay. I could be very wrong. but you could, There is a possibility that you could be I could very be both. Wrong. I could be both. <laughs> wow, what a diabolical poll. They're what was pitting the poll? us against each other. What was the poll? Best hair. Best hair. And it's, right, it's almost nine I, at night. We're not equipped for this right now. Dude, I'm, brother, but I'm I see always, edge for New I'm York always. Giants in the end Lloyd. They could still get Devin Lloyd. That's my thinking for those yeah, they that could. are upset. They could. I passed Devin Lloyd. I think you're still going to get him. Anyway, okay, edge, so I, not great right now. I got the Houston Texans now up at number 17 because we had the Chargers trading up to 13 where Houston was to go yep. to Charles Cross. Uh, Houston's now back on the board at 17. They picked Icky Iquanu. We got Trent McDuffie on the board. George Karloftis on the board. Man, George Karloftis seems like they're tight for sure. I think they're going to yep. need a wide receiver. Like, the, there's talk about Brandon Cooks maybe not being there for much longer, whether he's traded immediately or not. They can oh. be patient with Jameson. They can be patient with Jameson. I'm going to go with Jameson. Yep. There you go. Yep. 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 Houston's, Houston's coming away in this draft with Icky Iquanu and Jameson Williams. It's a dub. It's bonkers. It's an absolute dub. And, and, an extra, and an extra second round pick next year. It's an absolute dub. I'm it. in awe at the size of this dub for Houston. <laughs> All right, so the Eagles are on the clock. This couldn't be easier for me. It's going to be Trent McDuffie. And, you know, like I said, I think you can get the wide receiver at 15. There's less risk on waiting on McDuffie. So the Eagles walk out. For all of you that really wanted him at 15, you get the best of both worlds here. McDuffie added the Eagles secondary. Uh, with all the extra capital they got for the future to still walk out of this draft with Garrett Wilson and Trent McDuffie, that's a really great long-term sustainability for Philadelphia. Okay, so huh. so the Giants takeaways right now, we've got Evan Neal, Tyler Linderbaum, Karloftis is still there, but they're going to need corner, aren't they? They just yeah, did something the weird. Is, with, look at the corner they just, board. They just did something weird with who was it? Dory Jackson's contract. They did. Right? Yeah, yeah, he got a void year tacked on, and a yeah. lot of his money pushed out of this year into next year. Is is that because they're trying to keep Bradbury? That had to be right, dude. They need so much money for their draft class right now, like so much money. Maybe they, they're trying. Are they, to, what are they at? Hold on, let me look. Like the red line. Last time I looked, that might have <laughs> helped a lot. That move today. Okay, cap space. The I am Giants are split opinions on the Linderbaum pick. Some people love it. Some people they're, despise it. Their effective cap the space is negative 5.7 million. <laughs> yeah, the red line. But so that probably that didn't was, factor so, in the Adore movie yet because it probably didn't process yet. 
Well, no, well, effective if no, effective cap space is projecting the rookie the draft class cap. as well. There right. you go. So they're still 5.7 down, but they might be trying to keep Bradbury out here. Uh, they should. I mean, Wink needs corners. Okay, so I'm going to go linebacker then for the Giants. Devin Lloyd's think, right there. I think I'm going to go Devin Lloyd. I think I'm going to go Devin Lloyd here. This for the is Giants a sick draft now. for the Giants. Yeah. Sick, so they like got a they stupid got draft. Damn good players. Evan Neal, Tyler Linderbaum, Devin Lloyd. Dude, not it's not who people think would go to the Giants after trade back, but those are three damn good football players, and I'm gonna stand by it. I'm gonna stand by it. All right, so the Steelers are on the clock at 20. Both quarterbacks, I think they would go after are gone. So we're we're just gonna go into this year riding with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, they're gonna kick the quarterback can down the road and hope to get involved in a better class and hope Mitch works out. And rather than just using a the 20th pick on a quarterback for the sake of taking a quarterback, which I just don't agree with at all. So for the Steelers here, uh, it's it's going to be tackle for me. I'm going to look at that offensive line, try to add to that offensive line. Oh, we're not going QB. We're not going to go QB. We're not. We're not that, that could have rounded out the challenge. We could have checked it off. No. Right. I know, which is going right. to make it a lot harder all later. Right. All right. I just can't do that to Steelers fans. And right. I really – I would like to see them in the comments. I, right. Like – who are, you t- who are you taking here that you're like, this is our franchise? Ritter. You're taking a, a pink slip. You're getting fired is what you're doing. Is I agree. Is it a Grease reference? Raising for pinks? <laughs> Who's no? this guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're taking right, so Trevor Penning. Who, yeah, who are you taking? To Trevor Penning. Okay. Right. Um, you know, obviously, I think he's somebody that it could be overdrafted if he goes before cross that I, I that's insane to me there's a lot of you know obviously out there that could happen but this seal feels like a nice soft landing spot for trevor penning in this draft to the steelers and he'll be he'll be a starter for them right away uh new england patriots at 21 um i understand they just traded for Devonte parker uh but you know i understand that adam Schefter tried to put out the the hype tweet after that like ooh, look at all the wide receivers on the patriots roster now and it's mid. I don't know. I don't know how else to tell it to you. It's just. It's just a list full of mid. So I. Yeah. I feel like the move at wide receiver makes me think that they're going to go corner here instead. I agree. Problem is, I would love to pick Chris Olave for this team, but it's a predictive mock, and I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to pick a corner. But if they did take a wide receiver, I think it would be him. I agree. I agree. I think this is this is this is a toss up. I think here between Olave and like whoever their preferred corner is going to be, which I believe that at this point in time it would be Kyir Elam. So yep, I'd probably be taking taking press Kyrie man Elam. corner fits what they do. It makes too much sense for him. And for as much as I again, like I'm saying this to you guys, I don't think the Devonte Parker move for them is like oh cool cool wide receivers fixed now. Don't have to worry about it. Does not change your draft. I think it probably means they're going to lean corner in the first round and then go wide receiver later in the draft. So that's why Kyrie Elam going 21 to the New England Patriots. All right. All right. So Kyrie Elam, I, like I said, I was going to try to have them come up for Stingley, but he went too early. So Wait, they, you they won the up. better hair pull? Did I? Wow. This is going to cause some friction. Dude. Thanks, guys. I'm, He's not going to be thrilled. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking PTO the rest of the week. <laughs> I'm taking PTO. Come back with a new style. Yeah, you got like a Tennessee waterfall coming. Up I'm I'm out here. I'm out here leaning on the chat to make my first selection, and they're just betraying me. Which I haven't phoned a I haven't phoned a friend yet. 
um, phone, phone a fan. fan. Phone a fan. They're also friends. It can go both ways. All sure. right, so the Packers Clearly, are up. they're your friends. They said that you have better hair than me. <laughs> my Ooh, friends. I love the chat. Um, all right, the Packers are on the clock at 22. I'm thinking wide receiver across the board here. Mm-hmm. Alave's there. Traylon Burks is there. Christian mm-hmm. Watson is there. Mm-hmm. Man, dude. You know what? You can phone a fan on this one. You know what? I will. Let's... Okay. Throw up the three wide receivers between, you know, and to make it, to just throw this, we can make the fourth player, Devontae Wyatt, because um, I don't think it's out of the realm to suggest Ooh, they could take a D-line. Yeah, yeah. So Devontae Wyatt, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, and Christian Watson. I know Christian Watson's become a hot name amongst their fan base. He has some big-time fans in the oh, see Packers take Devontae White in all oh, caps in the comments. Oh man. A lot of love for Olave. No, no, now now we're smashing Olave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we gotta all right, put the poll up. Put the poll up. I wanna see how fat yeah, yeah, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Oh, that's great. I was first. I voted for Traylon Burks. Just to keep it. Traylon Burks is not gonna he's not gonna win the poll. Yeah, but I like I like to be vote. balanced. Olave right. simple. Okay, so Olave is off the way. See, I like this comment from Dylan Terriman. says, Olave is easy, but not what Goody covets. I agree. That's why it wasn't a slam dunk. Goody. Goody. (laughs) That is the Packers GM for those at home that think, who the hell are they talking about? Brian Gutenkunz, folks. Keep up. Come on, keep up. Why is too old in the comments? Old. There's a lot of age police. Dude, uh, consuming you, draft content. Okay, days. so what my the, the the best is always like in like November and October when people are trying to like search people's age for the very first time. And if you looked up Jordan Davis's age, I know back in back in like November or October, a f- it would it would Google it would come up and it would say Jordan Davis is twenty six years old. Yeah, And it would have all of the information wrong and say that it was the Jordan Davis that you were thinking of, plays defensive line at Georgia. But it was Google was pulling the wrong data from a former tight end at Georgia named Jordan Davis, who is now 26, I think 27 years old now. So it would, so Jordan Davis's picture the one that we're thinking of would show up and then it would say 26 years old, but in reality, people ran with it. Right. And they just ran with it. And I remember like talking with people online and they're like, no, you can't draft Jordan Davis. He's a grown ass man already. No wonder why he's beating up on little kids. He's 26 years old. I'm like, you know, what are you talking about? He was in the, he was in the 2019 recruiting class. What was he? 22 when he was graduating high school. Brandon Whedon of defensive lineman, 27 year old rookie. So, Joel Martinez has a comment in here. Traylon Burke's big body receivers have been the MO for the Packers. I agree with you, Joel. I am going to, though, defer to the phone a fan um, because it's only fair that their poll wins. And Alave ran away with it, by the way. He did. He totally did. ran away with it. I I don't. I think they would take uh, Burks or Watson. But Alave's here. No problem with it. Good oh, value really? in this spot. Yeah, I, I really do. I think they do value the big bodies. Yeah, you're right. You're Dude, right. They, I'll tell you this right now, too. They care so much about blocking up there that, like, Alave's a great player. Gets open, good tracking, fast. He's a slender guy, and they care about that body type where it'd be interesting. But Fona fans, they went with Alave. Alave at 22 to the Packers. Trevor, you're on the clock with Arizona. 
Uh, somebody in the comments just said, Connor, can you talk Mets? So really quick, Connor, what is the record projection for the Mets? Just give it, don't, Man. I don't want, I don't want any explanation. I don't want any context. You just tell me the record. What are they finishing with? 90 wins. All right, there it is. There you go, folks. Somebody at, look, do, don't say we don't ever, never do anything for the chat. Yeah. Cause we do. I read the comments. We're always here for the chat. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are up at number 23. I think this one's kind of a slam dunk with yeah. Zion Johnson. Uh, I think that he's just too good of a prospect for them. They need too much help on the interior offensive line, unless I'm totally forgetting an offensive line addition that they had in free agency. Am I? I don't think no, I am. it's still a big need for them. Okay. I don't, I'm hitting the depth chart just to make sure that I'm not always a good idea. Um, Z. Uh, shoot. They added Will Hernandez. That's not changing your draft plan. No, no, no. Okay, that's definitely not changing. All right, Rodney Hudson, Will Hernandez. Hey, they could go defensive line. Like, if they wanted sure. to go defensive line, they could. Karloftis is there. Watt yep. is there. but Or Wyatt is there. Sorry, not Watt. Uh, Watt is already there uh, in Arizona. But I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. We're going Zion Johnson. I like that pick, man. I think that'd be huge. It's solid. huge for them. It's yeah, it's solid. just rock solid. Which they okay. need after picking linebacker in back-to-back years. So, Dallas is on the clock. And mm-hmm. before we went on the air, I uttered the phrase to Trevor, I see a lot of people talking about the Cowboys taking Traylon Burks. No chance he makes it to 24, I said. <laughs> you, did, the- <laughs> you did verbatim say no chance he makes it to 24. Which I, di- I disagreed with you when we were talking you to did. the pre-show. I think it's realistic to think that Traylon Burks is going to go somewhere in the 20s. I think that's realistic. (laughs) So the Cowboys are on the clock at 24. I do not like the offensive lineman on the board for them Mm. right now. Mm. I'm going to take Traylon Burks. That's hilarious. And it's also like I kind of have to after, you know, getting pantsed by saying that. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, So Traylon Burks to Dallas, man, that would be sick, honestly. That yep. would be really sick. Him, CD, and Gallup. That's that's what Dak needs. It'd be a lot of fun. Okay, so we're to the portion of the show where, remember, guys, there's also another trade stipulation that we are doing here where we have to have one trade for a team jumping back into the first round to select somebody. So we're sitting here uh, at number 25 for the Buffalo Bills. So this is the territory where we start to really get into this. So Keep that in mind as we kind of go through the draft and as you're thinking future picks uh, that we see throughout this first round. Buffalo Bills are on the clock at 25. I think this is a boring pick because it happens with them all the time, but Andrew Booth is perfect for them, I think. I I think he just rounds out what they have there. uh, Tredavious White on one side, Andrew Booth on the other, that incredible secondary safety pair behind them. This defense is all of a sudden ready to hang with a lot of these top offenses that they're going to go up against. We know the offense is great as well. They could use a wide receiver, but they can get one later in the draft. Go get the corner here. Go get Andrew Booth. Address that CB2 need because you're going to be in a lot of shootouts this year. Get your secondary some help. I think Andrew Booth is one of the more underrated or under-the-radar top talents in this class. I like him a lot, so I'm going to have him going here to Buffalo at 25. All right, the Bills, that makes a lot of sense, dude. Corner for them. I mean, they probably pray McDuffie makes it to them. It might not happen. So yeah, I don't think that'll Booth. happen. But um, You know, back to the Cowboys pick because I kind of breezed through it. I think they can get some of that offensive line help later on if they if they just felt Burks was too good to pass up, and we've seen them do that before at wide receiver. So 26, the Titans, they need offensive line help as well. Uh, the two players for me in this spot were either Kenyon Green or Bernard Raymond. 
who I think both of them as rookies might play guard in this scenario. But I'll go with Kenyon Green because the film at guard already is so good. He has that powerhouse ability, that grip strength to move people out of the way in that Tennessee run game. So for the Titans here, Kenyon Green, uh, they'd be very fortunate if he makes it to this spot. I think he's a really nice fit for Dallas, but Burks falling changed that. Zion went to Arizona. So for Tennessee, Kenyon Green is, that's a big time pick for that rush attack. And, and he can play four spots in the offensive line. But he, he plays at a really high level at guard. He can. And I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what Kenyon Green can be in the NFL when he gets to devote himself to one position. Now, I, I yeah, think that too. there's there's a chance that he could have a bit of an Elgton Jenkins path that we've seen with the Packers <laughs> where everywhere. he's basically got to play everywhere because offensive line, unfortunately, you're just taking so much abuse every single game in the trenches that it's bound to happen, right? Somebody's going to get hurt. And if your best move is to move Kenyon Green to somewhere, that that might end up being the case. But I hope he finds a home somewhere and really gets to hone in on one spot because I think that he can be a really talented offensive lineman. And I think the best could be yet to come for him if that's the case. Buccaneers are on the clock at 27. I couldn't sprint this card in fast enough if the board fell like this. Dominic and Sue has not been re-signed yet. Devontae Wyatt is on the board. Not even thinking twice about yep. it. This absolutely has to be the pick. I think there's obviously still a chance that Sue comes back. I think Sue wants to come back. He'll have to be a little bit flexible with the Bucks because it's you know they're in a situation where they're bringing a ton of talented guys back. But if they're not able to bring him back, I know that the Bucks are looking for more of a speed, one-gap, penetrating, three-tech defensive tackle to play next to Vita Vea. That's exactly what Devontae Wyatt is. If he makes it to 27, I really feel like the Bucks. I mean, top two spots for them are still interior offensive line, even with the additions that they had there, um, or interior defensive line. So here, Wyatt's on the board. You got to go with Devontae Wyatt at 27. Yeah, that I had a feeling that's where you were going to go. That one feels a little too easy for them. And the Bucks are in a situation where if one of Wyatt or Travis Jones or someone like that falls into their lap, it's kind of feels like the direct. And I know you're more on the they need somebody that can penetrate, shoot gaps. Maybe they don't view Jones that way. But um, all right, so the I, Packers... don't, I, don't, I don't think they view Jones that way. Okay, I like Travis Jones, and Travis Jones would be fun as hell next to Vita Vea because it's like okay, good, good luck, luck getting up the us. A gap and the B gap. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not going to be able to. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be as high on him. I really don't. Okay, so the Packers are on the clock. They took Alave. That was the phone a fan. Um, so here's the the question, Trevor: Do we only have one phone a fan each, or can we just use them as we please? No, yeah. you can look. I think we're seeing that there are a lot of passionate Packers fans okay. in the chat. So if you want to give them a poll, go ahead. You, okay, you, cool. I mean, you have free reign to do that if you want to do that. All right, so I'll tell the Packers fans what I'm thinking here, but then I'm going to propose the poll. Okay, all right. With all their right. offensive linemen, especially aging a little bit on the left side, I'm well, thinking say, Bernard Raymond. I was going to say, say the players first so they can get the poll up, and then and then yep. we could break then we could break it down a little bit. Okay, so Bernard Raymond is okay. going to be on this poll. Okay. Uh, David Ajabo okay. will be on this poll. I think that's a really interesting spot for them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man. And it kind of starts to fall off a cliff. We'll put Karloftis on there as well. Okay, he's still to on be the board. Because right. that's a value spot. And we'll put N'Kobe Dean as the last one. Ooh, what about Lewis Dean? Uh, no, I guess probably N'Kobe Dean over Lewis Yeah, they've invested in safety yeah, a decent right, amount. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, and I don't want them doubling up a wide receiver here, so I kept the wide receivers off the board. 
you know what? I, I probably should have put Travis Jones on in that spot, but we got the poll here. So you idiot. I'm an idiot. The the poll is already live. All right, and so dead even. Poll is live. Dead, dead even at zero percent. <laughs> Somebody asked about Kenyon Green. He's gone. Uh, he got drafted to the Titans. Kenyon Green is so, gone. Sorry about that. It would have been really fun for Green Bay. Can't happen. Um. So yeah. Ooh. I, okay. These are the, these are the two that I figured it would be between. Me too. The value of Karloftis is nice for Green Bay in the spot. And Green Bay fans want to win now, so they're probably not thinking about stashing a Jabo, which is why he's not right. doing so hot. Right. Nicobe Dean, but, I get it. But, yep. but, 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 the NFC East is easy as hell, and the NFC North is going to be easy as hell. So mm. it's not like they need Ojabo immediately. That's fair. I'm just saying, not, not that we got to no, pick No, I like him, how like, you're thinking. You I'm know, just saying they, how— They don't need him immediately. This is so tight. Raymond, 33%. Whoa. Columbus, 32. Whoa. 167 votes in. Um, people, say, people are saying, why not grab Watson? They picked I just don't think they it. would. And don't forget, this, this is a mock that we are trying to think what teams are going to do still. They took Alave. Um, I, think, I, I think it's fun what you're saying. Take two wide receivers. I'm not against it. I don't think they will. People are not happy that Raymond will be 25 this year. Once again, once again... I am telling you or trying to explain what could very well happen. Bernard Raymond is going in the first round. He's not a first-round player for me. Mm. You don't have to evaluate him as a first-rounder. You could say he's 25, all of mm. these things. He's going in the first round. Mm. And we are always on this show going to be honest where players are going. So you don't remember, you don't have to you don't have to take the fans' advice here. You can not go on this one, because I already used the poll where I did. Right, correct, correct, correct. So you can Carlotta's tell him to shove winning. it if you want. Respectfully. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to our Respectfully. Our respectfully. Respectfully. Oh, man. Tyler Smith. Matthew Gilroy put in the guys. comments. Ooh, good, Tyler good call, Smith. Matt Gilroy. Tyler Smith should should have been on that poll as well and somebody that I think could go in the first round. So I like you throwing that in there. Um, definitely possible. I see some people suggesting a second-round wide receiver. Not a bad idea. I bet they really like the edge from Penn State, says Ty uh, that Guyler, that would be Arnold D. McKady. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is... Um... All right, so Karloftis wins, and I'm going to go with the fans in that spot. Okay. He, he won by a good margin. He pulled okay. away 37% versus 31%. So Karloftis finally comes off the board to Green Bay at 28. We know how much they value defensive line. You know, Zedarius, well, they let Zedarius go. They cut him. Uh, I know they re-signed Preston. They have Rashawn Gary, but... It's, an off, it's a defensive line that they're loading up. So Karloft okay. is off the board at 28. You are on the clock for the Chiefs here. Are you staying in this pick? Because I need to remind you of something. Yes. What are you reminding me of? We need a third quarterback to go off the board. We do need a third quarterback. To go and one of these Chiefs picks, I think, is where somebody should trade into for that quarterback. Fifth-year option. Chiefs picking back-to-back. -back. The They'll probably the trade Chiefs? one. Let me look. Let me look at Chiefs' future picks. Let me see what they got here. Yeah, but the thing is that the Chiefs already have two first-round picks. Or it's two gotta second be for, round picks. It's got to be for next year. Next year draft. Man, capital. and they have two third-round picks. Oh, so they're loaded right. up. And the they have two fourth-round picks. What? Yeah. yeah, they're loaded up because of the Tyreek trade. Okay, so they're going. They're going a second rounder next year. Okay, hold on one sec. Because there's a, there is a team that I'm thinking about moving back okay. into the first round. There is a specific team. And if they have, ooh, they do have the capital next year. Ooh, they got the capital next year. Okay. 
But are the Chiefs going to want to move back out of the first round just for a second-round pick next year, knowing that they don't pick until when's the Chiefs' next pick? That's the biggest 50. issue for me. 50. It's 50? Yeah, because they, they got it in the Tyreek trade. 50 so late. It's not great. You know what? No, 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 no. You know what? I see. No, uh, no, I, no, we, no, we got no, a better no. idea. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. You so, This is why we do these exercises. You sold me that it makes no sense for the Chiefs to keep moving back. It doesn't. It doesn't. Take the good players. I good think. Tra- I, I mean, think they gotta take well the- done, Trevor. I you walked that one back for me. I'm like, nah, don't do it. Uh, I'm gonna go wide receiver here for them. Need a wide receiver. Oh, without doubt. And board could be worse. I'll say that right now. Board could be worse. Christian Watson's still on the board. George Pickens still on the board. Jahan Dotson's still on the board. Sky Moore is still on the board. That might be where I'm going here. Let me let, oh. me, check, let me let me check this depth chart here. Hold on. Hold hold. You won't you, you won't run a wide receiver poll, coward. Well, I okay. You look. You can run the poll if you want. George Pickens, Christian Watson, Sky Moore, John Dotson. You can run the poll if you want. Moderators is up to you. Good people, it's up to you. Right now, their wide receivers without Tyree Kill are Marquez Valdez Scantling, Miko Hardman, Juju Smith Schuster. Josh Gordon, Cornell Powell, Garrick Dieter, Darius Fountain, Justin Watson. It doesn't get any prettier, folks. Yeah, they could use a guy. And, and, you know, especially the way the Juju deal and MBS deals are structured. You know, they need a, they need a guy that's a long-term block there. Oh, our poll left off Christian Watson. So, okay. oh, somebody, said, somebody said trading for Metcalf. Well, yeah, I'd do that in a heartbeat. If, if Seattle, right? That's the thing. Like, it's a late. This is a late pick, man. Maybe I'm not saying I'm not ruling it out completely. Wait, what's the Seahawks' other picks though? Because I just realized how loaded the Chiefs were later in the draft. Okay, so you Seattle know? has nine, forty, forty-one, and seventy-two in the first two days. Okay, so they do have two second-round picks, a third-round pick. Back. Hmm. Mm, so they, they quietly need... need a lot. Well, who are the Seahawks? Yeah, brother, it ain't quiet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what quiet you're talking about. Oh man, it definitely ain't quiet. Um, Chiefs fans loving the thought of a Jabba with one of these. I just, I, I just don't think. I think. Oh, okay, let me. Let, can I make it? Can I make it a peace pact with you? Ojabo has to be one of these picks. If I don't pick him here, well, you I'm taking have him to at thirty. Him. If you don't take, okay, him. okay, okay, like, okay. That, that even, makes me. That makes I'm me hoping you don't take him, just so I don't even have to think about the pick, and we can move on to some craziness at the end of this draft. Okay, I'm Easy. going to Christian. I'm going Christian Watson then at twenty nine. All I'm right, Christian Watson. He was. I mean, on the that, dude, Christian Watson in that I'm offense not. is awesome. Yeah, size, yeah. speed. Play breaks down. It's got the juice to get upfield. Yep. Uh, and I'm tape, going with a Jabo. The, the tape is the tape is rough sometimes. He's got to figure it out. But like, who I'm glad to you said it that because I think I'm a little tired of the everybody just overlooking. Like we turned Christian Watson into this perfect prospect. No, he's a super athlete, but like the ball skills are not nearly. He I think play a lot of people. Size. Right, right. Whether it's with strength or even like deep downfield, like there are some there are some deep downfield shots where he. He struggles to track, man. He struggles mm-hmm. with like the hand-eye coordination stuff, like just hauling deep passes. In. Not a lot of targets. Not hand, not a lot of right, targets. right. He's just very green. So you're gonna get plenty of targets to the Chiefs. Maybe they just take a chance on an Uber athlete, try to figure it out there. So yeah, uh, Christian, I'm going Christian Watson at, at 29. You going David Ojabo at 30? 
Yeah, I'm going David Ajabo. This is a team that is, you know, obviously shown their hand that they're looking for edge help. They they were able to figure it out with Frank Clark, but for a while there, it looked like they were going to move on. Uh, I don't think he has a super long-term future with the Chiefs, maybe two years at best. So Ajabo's your draft stash and be your edge of the future there. I think this is a home run for the Chiefs to get him. And David Ajabo coming back for the AFC playoffs, man, that would be dynamite for Kansas Ooh. City. Everybody hates the Christian Watson pick. Surprises me. Everybody hates it. Well, I understand the uh, I understand the, the the hesitation from somebody, but they'd rather have John Dotson. They said John Dotson's a the guy there. Okay, that's fine. They, uh, you know what's been a, a a hot ticket item in this chat all night, mm. and I'm saying it because you're on the clock for them right now. The Bengals trading out. the The comments from the Bengals fans have been just been begging. For a trade out of 31. They do not want to make a pick here. Well, I'm I'm doing it. I'm making Please. it happen. I'm All right. I'm, this is the this is the team that I was targeting. The Bengals are the team that I was targeting for another team moving up. My for my move up trade, I've got the Atlanta Falcons moving up to number 31, trading a second rounder, which is number 43, and a third rounder. So that means that Cincinnati's got two second rounders, two third rounders from moving back from the first round. Atlanta's moving up for, that's right, Connor, the stipulation, we're checking it off, Desmond Ritter, baby. Making Desmond Ritter happen, you get the fifth-year option on a quarterback. It's extremely important. Yeah, I understand that, happen, they, I think, that they just signed one. Marcus Mariota, but this makes sense, I think, for Atlanta. Well, I think I it mean. also makes sense for the Cincinnati Bengals. So Desmond Ritter to the Atlanta Falcons, trading up the number 31, Take that, chat. Take that. <laughs> and, I, you know, I like for the Bengals here to get, you know, you only go back to 43, and you, you still get another pick in the top 100 with that third rounder. So for the Bengals, not a bad move. They could have taken Raymond. Somebody said somebody said the Bengals never trade, and you're damn right they don't. Yeah. <laughs> they, never, we, they, never, they never trade. So that part of the predictive mock may be a little bit of a stretch, but, again, it's a challenge mock. We're trying to make some things happen. They, I think it obviously uh, is more realistic for Atlanta to move up for a quarterback than it is for Cincinnati to be their trade partner. But They always yeah. do the Dave Gettleman unplug the phone challenge every year. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> they like really, when he, would, he wouldn't answer the phone they when really they were do. taking Saquon Barkley, no matter what. Unbelievable human. All right, 32, the Detroit Lions. Let's not forget, we have not met one stipulation. We've done everything. The three quarterbacks, phone a fan, multiple phone of fans. has been a lot of fun. Yeah. We've done almost all the trades. I need to do a trade back into the draft. So for the Lions fans in the we comments, I feel you right now. A lot of you want N'Kobe Dean. I've been putting N'Kobe Dean to the Lions at 32 to an exhausting point. I think it's great. For the sake of this mock, we got to do a trade. So I'm going to have the Browns come up here, Trevor. The Browns are a team, to me, with probably two defined needs right now that really stick out. I think they need a rusher across from Miles Garrett, Davion Clowney. They could still bring back. hasn't happened yet. I think they need another wide receiver. I know they got Amari Cooper, but I think they could use another wide receiver. So let's, let's get the move up here. The Browns are going to come up to 32, Detroit Lions pick. They're going to send... Three picks from this draft, 44, okay. Okay. 78, and 118, okay, which, so is, which is a tax of the value. It's always so it's a value. A second, a third, and a fourth. That's right. All from this draft. Okay. All right. And for the for Lions, who? you're only going back to 44. And now this is where it gets really interesting. You got Sky Moore on the board. You got George Pickens on the board. I... I'm going with Boye Mafe 
from Minnesota. Oh. Yes. Taking an edge rusher for the Browns. You have to have somebody across from Miles Garrett that can get after the quarterback. It's a it's non-negotiable. Boye Mafe, Browns come up for him, and he he wouldn't have made it to 44. Let me make that clear. No, like, why would you no, move? I, I, I actually am Trevor, I'm a little surprised he made the 32. I think he could easily go. I have to. That's probably I think an, go that's probably an oversight on our part, honestly. Well, uh one man's, you know, oversight is another man's reward. That's no, that's a good that's a damn good move. Boye Mafe to the Browns. That'd be I love it. Ooh, he'd be a lot of fun to watch across from Miles Garrett. So Right. I think that I mean I th- again I think that was a little bit of an overpay, but there is it this, It was an overpay. You know. We that pick we, is so valuable, man. Right. Getting so getting that, getting that fifth year option on a player at a premium position. I know people are looking at it and they're like, okay, the numbers don't add up, but for the Browns, this is a situation where the roster is already really good. You think you're in a winning window, right? Especially making the trade for Deshaun Watson. You go go get the good players, right? Let the let the next two to three seasons be the seasons that you are absolutely going all in. And I think that that's really important. Getting a guy like Mafe makes a lot of sense. An uber yeah. athlete kind of a player, a guy who could attack the outside shoulder, gives you a speed element to where you really can't shift the offensive line too much because he's going to be able to burst mm-hmm. off the snap, get into the backfield. So look, I know a lot of people are looking at it like, damn, the Lions made out in that trade. And I guess they, they truly did, but the Browns still got better in that scenario. And I think those are the kinds of trades that do happen all the time. We, we do see a lot of trades where it's like, oh, wow, this team, shoot, we saw one today. The Philly trades with New yeah. Orleans Saints. And my immediate thought is like, damn, Philly got away with a good one. Everybody so, I, tweets fleeced. <laughs> right. How, Howie W. Saints I L. Mean, I mean, I, you know, that was, that, awful. that was actually me. So let's real quick run through. Some of the teams that did not pick in the first round. Yeah, Bengals, yeah, fans, we'll I, Bengals fans, I see you in the chat. Let me know when we get to your pick, because now you're picking at 43, what positions you want to target. I want to hear you. I heard so much of don't pick a linebacker because we picked linebacker to the Bengals before. Let us know who you want. Chicago Bears at 39. They're the first team that kind of comes up. I'm looking at guys like Sky Moore, George Pickens, and Kyler Gordon. I think that those two, Sky Moore and George Pickens, the wide receiver, they're going to still be on the border. They're probably going to be within range. And you got Kyla Gordon, the cornerback from Washington. Those are the guys that I was taking a look at. What do you think? Man, I thought you were all over it. I didn't even make an addition to that section of this rundown for this pick specifically because I think, you know, the only other thing I could say is, do you think a Tyler Smith or Bernard Raymond can make it here, Trevor, for their offensive line? That would be my only other that I would look at and go, okay, I could sell that. I don't think Tyler Smith does everything I've heard. I think Tyler Smith's going to go. I know he didn't go in our round one mock, but I think he does go in the actual first round. Uh, But for the Bears, you look at the lack of weapons for Justin Fields, and you got to get one of these guys. So I I would lean Sky more in this spot. And now if they want more size, then you look at George Pickens. Indianapolis Colts at 42. That's the next pick here. Bernard Raymond's still on the board. I know we kind of like tackled badly. Him. Yeah, I think that Bernard Raymond's going to be pretty high on their board. Tyler Smith, if they want to kind of take the risk. But I think that for as much as I like what Tyler Smith can be, I don't know if they're going to pick him at the top of the second round to start right away. I don't know if you can really ask that of him. Maybe you could do that of Bernard Raymond, but those are the guys. And then if they wanted to go wide receiver, Sky Moore is still there. If Jahan Dotson's there, I think that those are really nice additions as well. I saw uh, Andrew Power said Logan Hall to the Bengals call it in. That that's a I like that. I'm a big Logan Hall guy, especially in round two. So you had Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. That's I well, like let's do that. the Bengals forty three. There it is right I there. Like I didn't realize that. we were on the clock for the Bengals. Somebody said receiver for Indy, so why don't we go okay, what do you want to pick for the 
for the for the Bears. Bears, you... I'll go. I'll go Sky Moore. Okay, we'll go Sky Moore for the Bears at thirty nine. Uh, we will go Jahan Dotson for the Colts at forty two. Okay, let's go. Let's go Logan Hall for the Cincinnati Bengals at forty three. Listen to the chat there. San Francisco 49ers. This is the next team that's up here. I threw one name in here. Is, I, I saw you put Jalen Petrie in there. Is he going to be there at 61? I, I think so, just because of the depth of the safety class. Besides, obviously, after Kyle Hamilton. Okay. Seen, Dax Hill, Brisker are probably all going to go in the top 50. Okay. Top 40. I think Petrie or Brian Cook are the two guys that make it here. Okay. One of the two. Well, then and I'd I think be comfortable that, I, with either one. I think they'd be taking Jalen Petrie then. I think the Niners would oh, be taking Oh, me too. Petrie. But if, so. if Petrie's gone, then Brian Cook's next up. Okay. All right. Jalen Petrie there. Vegas Raiders, I think they need offensive line. So I've got Damn. two guys up there. The two names that I put, Cole Strange and Max Mitchell. Now, you could be in the chat saying like, ah, I mean, like neither of these guys are moving the needle for me. You're picking 86th. Oh, okay. Well, you're picking 86, right? <laughs> so, you got Devontae Adams. I think I think I would go with Cole Strange here. For for the Vegas Raiders, me too. If, if that's okay, so we'll go. Cole I, I do worry right. about them at right tackle this year, but uh, well, what do you got? Like you said, they got Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah. uh, my Miami Dolphins at one oh two now. Now we're up to the Dolphins and the Rams picking in the so far, uh, far parts of the third round. So what? I had a little bit of an idea here for the okay. Dolphins. Yes, they are at one oh two, right? Which you know on paper <laughs> sounds bad, and it is bad. It's not great, but can they take 102 and 125 and get back into the top 100 and try to get Cam Jurgens? Hmm. They need an athletic center. You know, this is that the offensive Mike McDaniel. You need yeah. a tier offensive lineman I, that can move. I think he's going to go earlier than people think, but I wanted to propose the idea. Sure. I mean, like, I don't hate it. We can, we can roll with that if we want to. Um, Dylan Parham from Memphis, I don't think he's going to make it to 103 yeah, or whatever. He, 102, I think he whatever. Goes top is. 60. Right. He's very, he's really good. I like him. Uh, Luke Fortner is the other one who I threw out here, but he's more of a, I think, more of like a man gap kind of That's a, how I evaluate him. Too. Like I straight in your face, feet. not really a zone yeah. guy. So sure, we can go with Cam Jurgens. That, that makes sense for, for Miami as at least a target for them. And then finally, Los Angeles Rams. I mean, I got a couple of names up here. If they want to go offensive line, Thayer Munford, maybe from Ohio State, Cade Mays. Uh, the talented former five-star guy from Tennessee, or if they want to go corner, because they might have a corner need. Look, if Mario Goodrich makes it to him, maybe a Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State. I like that. I, li- I like both of those options for them. So uh could be any of those guys, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, listen, when you're at 104 or whatever it is, you, truly making a projection is not easy to do. Uh, I'll pull up the big board and look in that range and see some players around there that might fit. And that's a team that quietly is, is going to need some help on the offensive line. Obviously, not quietly. Whitworth retires, and you're not going to replace Andrew Whitworth. But, you know, are, are they going to look at – or do they just go full offense, they don't care, and they draft like Danny Gray there. And they're like, ah, 2-2 didn't work last year. We're going to take speed again and go Danny Gray. The Rams can go in a lot of different directions, man. And we'll see if Odell goes back there too. That's kind of a – you know, wait and see with them in that wide receiver room. All right, so I'll recap the entire draft. I don't always do this. Wow. I don't always do this because it normally, like, takes two minutes for me to do it. But there was a question in the chat by our moderators, and it was, what was the best pick, or what was your favorite pick in this mock draft? <laughs> so best pick? I will go down, and I'll read them off, and while I'm reading oh, them off, you guys Duh. can uh, you can just <laughs> – okay, cool. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars took Aiden Hutchinson, number one overall, Detroit Lions, when came on Thibodeau. Houston Texans at three took Iggy Aquanu. New York Jets at number four took Jermaine Johnson. 
the New Orleans Saints at number five, they traded 16 and 19 to get up to number five to take Malik Willis. Carolina Panthers then took Kenny Pickett. New York Giants took Evan Neal at number seven. Atlanta Falcons took Trayvon Walker. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at nine took Ahmad Garner. Jets at 10 took Drake London. Washington Commanders at 11 took Kyle Hamilton. There was a big debate between Kyle Hamilton and Garrett Wilson there. Minnesota Vikings at 12 took Derek Stingley. Uh, the Chargers traded up to number 13 to take Charles Cross, right where the Texans were. Baltimore Ravens at 14 took Jordan Davis. Philadelphia Eagles, they took Garrett Wilson at number 15. The Giants then at 16 took Tyler Linderbaum. The Texans then at 17 took Jameson Williams. So they had a haul of Jameson Williams and Nikki Aquanu, not bad at all. Eagles at 18, Trent McDuffie. Uh, Giants again at 19, Devin Lloyd. Pittsburgh Steelers at 20, Trevor Penning. New England Patriots at 21, Kyrie Elam. Green Bay Packers at 22, Chris Olave. Arizona Cardinals at 23, Zion Johnson. Dallas Cowboys, Traylon Burks at 24. Uh, funny enough, because Connor said he wasn't going to make there at 24. No shot is there. Get him at 24. Buffalo Bills took Andrew Booth at 25. Tennessee Titans at 26 to Kenyon Green. Bucks at 27, got their dream pick of Devontae Wyatt. Um, right there at the back of the first round. Green Bay Packers at 28, George Karloftis. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back. They went Christian Watson, which everybody effing hated, and then David Ojabo <laughs> at number 30. The Cincinnati Bengals traded out of 31. Atlanta Falcons moved up for quarterback Desmond Ritter, and then the Detroit Lions moved out of 32 with the Cleveland Browns, who took Boye Mafe. Connor, that was a blast. Thank you, everybody oh, who was in the chat who – was interacting with us the entire night. I mean, we, we just, this was so much fun for us. Hopefully this is a lot of fun for you. It's an, it's an off the cuff mock draft. It's a, it's a live mock draft. We had the stipulations. And so hopefully it gave you guys a lot of entertainment, a lot of craze with it. I had a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys did too. Thank you so much for getting in on the show, but Connor, man, that was a blast, man. Oh, dude, it was awesome. We'll definitely uh, try to do something like this again soon. I thought it moved pretty well. It was great to get the phone a fan, and that was absolutely my favorite part. The polls were wild, and it was exciting. And, man, we'll be uh, – if you watch this, you get more of us tomorrow mm. because we will be doing the guest mock draft series. We'll bring it back. We're live, obviously. It's a Tuesday. If you are listening to this as a recap – you have another pod to listen to today or Wednesday before Thursday's show to keep up with the guest mock drafts. So the NFL Stock Exchange, busy, busy week. Appreciate you guys listening live, getting in on the show, being in on the chat. We hope to do a lot more of these as we get closer to the draft. This is a lot of fun, and we're just gonna we're gonna keep doing it. As long as you guys keep enjoying them, we're gonna keep doing them. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers. Thanks so much for listening to the NFL Stock Exchange. We'll see you guys next time.